Welcome to Untangling Relationships, a conversation between a counselor and a yoga teacher, a Gen Xer and a millennial, and a mother and daughter. Join us as we explore the ins and outs of relationships with your hosts, Janae and Penny. Hello, and welcome to 2024. Yeah, welcome to season two of the podcast. This episode is going to be about reflecting on the past year and also looking forward into new resolutions that we have and new goals that we have. So thanks for joining us. This could be an exciting episode. Yeah, we were definitely reflecting on last year. This was our New Year's resolution, was to complete this, and we did. So mm-hmm. we made it a whole year, mm-hmm. which is really exciting. Yeah, yeah. The goal was to start the podcast and then to keep it going and to get it launched. Um, if you're looking back through the past few episodes, you might notice that the first episode actually came out in April, but we recorded it in January. Yeah. Um, and we wanted to, we'll talk, we'll get into, into this more in the tips, but we wanted to really plan and prep things so that we knew we could launch and be successful and have things going. So, um, it's kind of like the anniversary of the podcast for Penny and I. It might seem a little weird that it's not <laughs> technically our release date anniversary, but yeah, we really have been recording and podcasting for a whole year. Also, just a side note, I have a little bit of cold as we're entering the new year. So if I sound funny or if I'm sniffling, that is why I apologize. Um, all right. So we have some questions and reflections that we're going to start off with before we get down into the tips. And do you want to start us off, Penny? The first sure. question is, why do you choose to make New Year's resolutions? I actually haven't always chosen to New Year's, do New Year's resolutions. It's a newer thing. Um, I would say last year, the resolution of doing the podcast, and then we actually did them as a family this year. So they're a newer thing for me. I know some research around that just shows that people that do New Year's resolutions are more positive and more few, like optimistic about the future and what the next year is going to bring. It brings us in with this mm-hmm. excitement of change and newness and creation and it's fun to have a piece of that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, what was something that maybe shifted from when you used to not do them to now? Like, do you notice a difference or was there something that pushed you to really start? Well, I can say why I didn't do them before because I really just saw them as a lot of people saying they were gonna lose weight and change their body and then the Uh, gym memberships that were bought, the exercise equipment that was purchased, and then the amount of that that was uh, wasted. Mm -hmm. And so I really saw it as a wasted, I don't know, a waste of resources, maybe a way to put emotional energy, financial energy that went into something that didn't happen. And I'm much more of a all the time goal oriented person, not a big create resolutions at one moment person. So I can create a goal at any point. It doesn't have to be a New Year's thing. So I'm not sure what shifted other than I think a shift in maybe family culture of, hey, let's do these, or I think it would be fun to do these and just being willing to do that. I don't know if it changed my outlook, definitely changed the outlook as far as completing it. We made a resolution to do the podcast and we completed that. Nice. 
Yeah, for me, I would say um, I do New Year's resolutions because I think they're really fun. <laughs> um, they bring me a lot of joy. And I think similarly to you, one of the things I heard you say was that you like to have goals throughout the whole year and it's not just a one time. And I also do that. I just see the new year as another opportunity to recheck in and set new ones. But I also do this kind of around my birthday every year. And then summer goals, I usually make a few. And then some like fall to end of the year. This year I did what was called home stretch goals um, that I found from another creator online. And um, it's basically just like the last quarter or month or two of the year, you say, okay, what did I say was a New Year's resolution? And what am I keeping on that list? What do I actually think I can accomplish before the end of the year? And then you kind of um, refine down that list and you say, okay, here's what I'm actually going to do. So for me, it's a lot more of like, New Year's just gets to be a time where I kind of set overarching goals and then I check in with them throughout the year and maybe set a few smaller ones depending on the season and then around my birthday too. So yeah, I just like setting goals. It's really fun. Yeah, it really almost sounds like you did quarterly the way you talked about it because your birthday would be spring, right? Mm -hmm. And summer, heading into summer. So it sounds like you do them pretty quarterly. Yeah, I'd like to... I mean, I think that the changing of the season is a really big deal to me. We've talked about that before, I think on the podcast around like things, maybe not on the podcast, but I know it's a big thing I've for done a blog post, yeah. Yeah, of like, we choose to live in a place where that we have all four seasons and the changing of the seasons is something that we really intentionally lean into and and it's something that's naturally part of our body yeah. chemistry, body makeup, that our bodies respond to the seasons in different ways. Mm -hmm. So I really like doing the check-ins mm -hmm. around that. And my feelings and my energy level and my goals are going to ebb and flow throughout the year. And I think that it's okay to check in with them as you go along. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I definitely set a lot of like crafting or cozy goals in the new year because it's winter and that's all I want to do but then by the time summer hits I'm like I'm not sitting inside and knitting like yeah. I want to be outside and then it becomes like swimming and paddle boarding and gardening those kinds of goals and so things like that so yeah there's definitely a natural ebb and flow but so yeah I do new year's resolutions because they make me really happy and I like doing them. I also really like the planning aspect of them uh, like writing them down in my planner and decorating like a specific page for the goals and then I'll do monthly goals that I'll put in my planner too so yeah it's just a fun way for me to nerd out and like really get into stationery and stuff so also a reason why I like to do them. Makes sense. And I'm wondering where you're like the change of family culture I'm like I might push that on people yep. a little bit. I'm, I'm like <laughs> that's what okay. Are that's okay. Let's make goals for everyone and let's check in. And so, yeah, I might be the one pushing that in our family a little bit. But Okay. So the next question is, what resolutions do you have for yourself this year? Uh, resolutions that I wrote for myself were around taking care of my body and being healthy. 
around um, continuing to find financial freedom and around managing paperwork as a clinician. If you are going into a clinician thinking that you're just going to do a lot of therapy, just know there's a lot of paperwork, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of paperwork. Um, and so that seems to be the bane of most of us. So finding new ways to manage that. Yeah. Maybe organize my office. I might add that to my, that's also doing play therapy and lots of different therapy. There's always organizing that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I had that on my mental to do, like coming back to the office in the new year and like completely clearing out my desk and reorganizing it and taking yeah. things. I know I did that last year, and I, I might still take time to do that sometime this month because it does feel like good to like mm-hmm. do a refresh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, some of my resolutions for this year are around. Um, I'm I'm carrying some over from last year that I I have a book reading goal that I do every year. Um, and so I'll be doing that again this year. And then I have, like I said, crafty goals around knitting and sewing projects that I didn't quite get to last year that I'm trying to do this year. And then other goals around getting into a grad school program as I graduated this month or last month. And so those are kind of my top ones that I can remember. Like I said, I have them all written down. Mm-hmm. Those are the highlights. Um, more podcast or business-related goals for myself this year. I'm trying to do yoga in the mornings every morning. Uh, I used to. I started a new habit around the end of the year of getting up at the same time as my partner, and he wakes up at five thirty. And so I've been getting up at five thirty, and I was devoting that time to doing homework, but now. I don't have homework to do as I'm in between. And so I'm doing self-care stuff or self-care slash business related stuff. Like I wanted to devote that energy back into myself and my business. And so I'm doing yoga in the mornings, doing a little bit of recording so I can be more active on social media and do more work in my yoga business. And I'm excited to continue the podcast forward too. It's less of a resolution because we're already mm-hmm. in the habit and we're doing it. But one of the things I wrote as my business goals for the year is to grow the podcast more. Yeah. So if you want to help me with that and you're listening to this, <laughs> sure. share this with a friend. Tell people about it. There's not really a great algorithm for podcasts to get shared with. So uh, a lot of it is by word of mouth. So if you could share this with someone, that would be amazing. Yeah. And for those of you that I have, I have some specific people in my mind that share a lot of every time we post and talk about it on your Facebooks and everything. I really appreciate it. Yes, you thank you very awesome. much. All right. What were your goals from last year and how do you feel you did? Well, I would say with the podcast, we did amazing. Yes. Um, I was going to manage paperwork differently last year and didn't. I'm going to make it happen this year. Continuing um, forward. <laughs> continuing forward. I'm going gonna, gonna to do that differently. Um, and I don't know. I, I probably had similar goals last year as I did this year. Um, I think maybe creating more of a plan and following through on the plan I think would be more effective in ways to help with that. Mm-hmm. I actually listened to the beginning of last year's episode and 
the highlight things of what I pulled from what you said was you wanted to take more time throughout your workday to move your body and then sleep, which you say is always a goal. And you yeah. feel like you were doing pretty good with it the year before, but it was still on your... Yep, always I keep it at the forefront. But pretty average, my seven hours of sleep, which I have set for myself. And then added doing yoga three times a week, which was new to last year, Mm -hmm. which I have been very consistent with. So I would say I accomplished both of those. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. And did a lot of walks in the summer, not so much winter. But I walked, I would say, most days during the summer, fall, spring, summer, fall. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. I would say I accomplished those then. Thanks for that reminder. That's You're helpful. <laughs> Congratulations. Yes, on thank you. Completion. You did it. Um, yeah. Awesome. Okay. So some of the goals that I had last year and how I feel I did on them. Um, I think some of the things I talked about on the podcast last year goals were a little bit more um, ethereal, less tangential like goals of letting go of like what people's perceptions are and doing things that I know I want to do and that are good for me, but letting go of like the outside pressure around other things. And I think that that's just going to be a continuing forward goal. One of the things I'm specifically fighting against is like the weird feeling I have about being more active within the yoga business is around people's perceptions of me being online, showing my face online, doing videos online, um, and being more invested in how I'm doing it because then it's like, what if people see me trying and failing? Hmm. Uh, if, if the business isn't growing because I'm not putting a lot of time and effort into it, then it's just what it is yeah but it hurts more when you're trying really hard sure absolutely the risk is greater right yeah there's a lot of vulnerability involved in that and i think that that's something that i'm really reflecting on in the new year as i'm pushing forward into this goal and i hope i can stay more positive around and keep going with so yeah also one of the goals that I specifically heard when I was re-listening to the podcast was talking about treating my life less like a, like I'm a DIY project, like I need to be constantly progressing and fixing things about myself and um, being less nitpicky about feeling like I need to always be bettering myself. Mm-hmm. And I think I finally settled into that a little bit towards the end of the year. And I'm liking that I'm settling into just a nice routine and feeling like I'm in a good place. And there's not a whole lot when I'm thinking of like things that I want to change. I feel like I'm in a pretty good place right now. That's awesome. Congratulations. (laughs) Um, So yeah, those are kind of the reflection on last year. All right, our last question is what are some of your reflections on one year of the podcast? Oh, (laughs) yay, we did it. Um, I was really hesitant and resistant to doing the podcast. 
maybe not resistant, just hesitant, and trying to find a way to fit it in, which we learned really quickly needing to plan and schedule a time that was blocked out specifically for that is important in honoring that space. I would also say I've learned some things along the way of having the goal weekly of learning about a new topic, learning about a new thing, and adding that into my own life has definitely made good changes for me too, and hopefully for other people. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, One year of podcasting for me, the reflections on it is like a big relief and also celebration of like how far we've come. And I think I'm really proud of all the episodes that we did this last year and the topics that we covered, having a bunch of guests. um, In our one episode, we had eight of us on there, but six guests Mm -hmm. and from several different places and like different states. And so that was exciting to be able to do like remote recording and getting other people on and sharing their perspectives. The dad episode was our number one, other than our very first episode, uh, it's the number one listened to. And so I think that's really interesting that people want to hear that perspective and I'm glad that we got that perspective out there, which is cool. Um, And yeah, I'm excited to see what the new year brings. Yeah, absolutely. Love to do more, uh, maybe podcasts around men's topics or men's issues, and maybe tap into that audience more. Yeah, if that's something that you're interested in, let us know. Yeah, excited to explore more. Maybe we're going to be planning out new episodes for the year and like new guests and new topics. Yeah. I'm excited. Absolutely. All right, S- tips. Tips. Take it away. I've been talking a lot. This can be your section. <laughs> So first tip, start with one goal at a time. I know as you heard us list ours, we definitely are not starting with one at a time. And maybe that's something that we need to refocus on. That Find one, decide what it's going to be, create a plan around it. Uh, remember, if we fail to plan, generally we're probably not going to be successful. So creating a plan is important. Yeah, I, I have a hard time with this one where it says start with one goal at a time. I just don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> what if you started, though, with one and you did it really solid for a month and then you can add another one in, create a plan and add it for a month because we try and change too much. we It overwhelms us. Yeah, I agree with that one. Like, you know, the old adage of Rome wasn't built mm-hmm. in a day. Like adding in, saying we're starting a new year, I'm going to do 10 new habits and I'm going to be a completely different person. Like, I yeah. don't believe in that. Unless you want to do like one new habit per month and you're going to maintain mm-hmm. some and add one in, I think maybe that's doable. Yeah. yeah. I guess it depends on what the goal is. Like if it's a daily thing or a complete habit change, then that might be more feasible of like doing yeah. one. Another important thing when you're creating that is it's easier to add things, not to take things away. So if you are creating change, Uh, instead of I'm not going to do this, say, what are you going to do? So I'm not going to eat any sugar in the next year. Instead, I'm going to eat more fruit or more vegetables or eat a balanced diet. Like it's really more of an adding things is easier Mm -hmm. than taking away things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that there's some definite like reverse psychology happening there. Mm -hmm. Like if you're restricting yourself and telling yourself no for some things, it can create... uh, 
a reaction within yourself that's like, well, now I want it even more Mm because it's something that I'm keeping myself from. Um, I kind of did this a little bit towards the end of the year around screen time on my phone. So it was less of like, I'm not going to get on my phone. But instead, it was like, I want to use my phone to read more. So if I was going to be on my phone, I was on my library app reading. And so that was more of like a... I'm not going to restrict my phone use, but I'm going to add in the reading, which is what I'm actually wanting to be doing. Um, So if I'm going to be on my phone, it can be productive or helpful. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I feel like the food one is a really common one that people often go towards restricting. Um, And instead, it can just be an adding in thing. Yeah, I think it would be the same. There's that, like, watching TV, video game screen time versus being active. And instead of I'm only going to restrict to this much screen time versus I'm going to leave that alone. It's going to be what it is. But I want to move 10 minutes a day or 15 minutes a day Mm -hmm. outside. And so adding something versus taking something away. Yeah, and I think that one thing going back to the first tip around start with one goal at a time I would like to add a personal tip, like this isn't one that you researched, but just something that I've noticed within myself is it's easier to add things in in small increments. Mm -hmm. Like even if you're going to do multiple goals, it could be like, I'm not going to say I'm going to work out for an hour a day. I'm going to move my body in the morning for five minutes Mm -hmm. every day for like a month and see where we go from there. Um, And that's kind of what I'm doing with my goal in the morning with the yoga is I'm setting the timer for 10 to 15 minutes, depending on how much time I have in the morning. And that's all I'm doing. Yeah. Because it was really getting in the way when I was like, I'm going to find an online class. I'm going to take the full hour class. And I was like, why am I doing this? One, I don't necessarily need to follow someone. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun to do that. But I can lead myself through my own morning stretches of what I want to do. And two, it doesn't need to be a full hour. Yeah, and we don't have to overdo it. It's holding me back from doing it. So yeah, yeah, I think that's helpful. All right, the third tip. Make a plan for when you fail because the research shows by March, you probably are going to. (laughs) So I'm just saying, statistically speaking, by March, we're gonna have those Goals are going to have faded away. Spring has been going to be coming in. February is a rough month for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And January and February really as far as levels of anxiety and depression and mental health in our society, they go up. So March, probably we need to have a plan for, okay, we have failed. What's our regroup plan? Mm -hmm. And if it falls off again, how are we going to regroup after that? So as part of your planning, make a fail plan for what we're going to do when everything falls apart. I think one thing uh, we brought up earlier is we did the same thing with a podcast. We're recording, 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 um, and then realized we aren't good at setting the time. And so it was really sporadic about when we were doing it. So that was one of our uh, fail plans was setting a specific time to do it and then honoring that time. Yeah. Another part of that fail plan was we're going to have, I think we started out with four pre-recorded episodes, mm-hmm. maybe even five. Um, and we were going to have that banked before we even launched our first one because I was like, I don't want to come out and say we're going to do it. And then we didn't have our schedule and our flow really in yet. And so then it was going to be a, three weeks to a month before the next one came out. Yeah. And so that's one of the reasons why I was like, yeah, we started recording in January, but we made a plan of like, okay, how can we launch this the most successfully? 
And I think that was a little bit of like planning to fail of like, okay, we know we're not in the great groove right now and it's going to be hard to start. It's always the hardest to get the ball rolling. And so if you can be as generous with uh, that start plan as you can, I think that's a good. Yeah, definitely looking forward to there's going to be weeks and vacation and holidays that we need to have them baked. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think we plan to fail around the weekly goal. And then even choosing to release every other week instead of weekly Yep. Um, as part of that, too. Yep, we did that. We were doing a main episode and then a mini bonus episode on a Patreon every other week. And we just decided that it wasn't worth it. Yeah. Like, it was getting too overwhelming. And so, yeah, we cut back, which if you're really hard on yourself or if you're digging into that self-criticism or perfectionistic tendencies... I can feel like a fail and it could have stopped us and stopped our momentum like oh this isn't going exactly how we had maybe hoped or planned and that can really damage some self-trust and with goals self-trust is so important of like being able to have trust in yourself that you can keep going and saying yeah I it's okay to fault it yeah I think in our society it's really really scary to fail even though so much learning and progress forward happens because of failures. So plan to fail is okay. The whole point, have a pie in the sky goal and know that if you don't, it's such a cheesy line, Mm -hmm. shoot for the moon and land in the stars. Sure, and that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. Also that, yeah, our failures are what build us and create us and make us who we are. So look at them as a success because we're making a plan for it and moving forward. Yeah. So next one is tell people about your goals, seek support. I feel like some of these you've heard a hundred times, but it's important for us. It was announce it um, to the wide universe. Mm -hmm. Uh, This year it was telling family and then uh, agreeing to reach out and support each other throughout the year and checking in on those. So tell someone, you have to put it out there. And then the last one is just keep going. Progress is still progress. Even if you start with the goal of moving your body five minutes a day, And at the end of the year, you made it to seven. Good job. Mm -hmm. You did it, right? Mm -hmm. Progress is progress. So we don't quantify that into successes and failures, but progress is progress. Yeah, I really like that one of the statistics that you found was only 12% of people who make resolutions are fully successful with them. But those who set resolutions are 10 times more likely to create change. Mm -hmm. So even if you're not amongst that 12% where it's like, I checked off all my goals. I'm a superstar. You still created change within yourself. You still took a step forward. And I think that that's the most important part. I think we can become really stagnant or set in ways around different parts of ourselves. And so anytime you're saying, I'm going to be brave and vulnerable enough to set a goal and, and change something about my life and like we're saying there's always the the vulnerability of failure and then seeking support and telling people about it Mm -hmm. can be really scary um but taking those steps forward is it's amazing and it does create that change like just get the ball rolling it's even if it rolls a little bit it's still rolling um i also wonder if that 12 percent would be different if we set one goal at a time, made a plan for it, made a plan to fail, made it a small goal, if, we, if everyone followed through on these small steps, would that 12% be higher? 
I think that would be really interesting. The other thing that we also, another statistic that's interesting is of people who kept their resolution, like us with doing the podcast or the other things we said we checked off, uh, you're 55% more likely to keep it going. So you'll move it into the next year and into the next year. So really, even if you only created some amount of change and you only are, you know, 10 times more likely to create change, that change that you did create is going to more than likely keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. So maybe those numbers would go even higher if we were better about setting goals, more realistic goals. Yeah, realistic goals. Also wonder if there's a little bit of wiggle room around what's your metric Mm -hmm. for completion, right? Yeah. I like to think that it's a little bit of a spectrum and it's all perspective. Like in our first question of what were your goals last year and how do you feel you did? Yeah. Because I can say, well, you said this thing specifically and you didn't necessarily do that exact thing. It's like, but I feel like I made progress forward and I feel like I created a new habit or changed my way of thinking or whatever it is that that still counts. Mm -hmm. So shifting, I think the, definition of what completed means yes i agree absolutely all right it takes two what is the relationship goal you have for yourself in uh in 2024 yeah i think that our podcast really is designed around talking about topics for individuals and then also around our relationships around Mm -hmm. couples and so i put this question in as a thing to reflect on for either your romantic relationship between you and Travis and me and Brooklyn or any platonic relationships that you have like around family or friends um, or work relationships because we do talk about all of those like it's the podcast is called Untangling Relationships and that could be any kind of relationship. All the relationships. So just opening up the floor of like what are some goals you have around relationships with you? Well, I would say a romantic relationship goal between Travis and I is to continue the journey that we've made into being empty nesters. That if you have gone through that process or are going through that process, it's extremely difficult to go from being completely child focused to couple focused mm-hmm. and having to relearn about each other and restep into that relationship and have fun together. And we've made good amounts of progress on that in the past two years. I would say year and a half, really. I made it a goal about a year and a half ago, and we made really good strides. But continuing forward of being okay with that, I feel like in some ways in the last year, maybe that slid backwards and um, needing to move that forward. Another uh, relationship goal that I'm working on and focused on is I have added grandchildren into the world And I would say those are relationships that I am learning to build and finding ways to be able to have those relationships. So I would say both of those. Nice. I love that. And it really piques my interest. I'd love to do an episode around empty nesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe even like have someone else in your age demographics who would come on and talk to us about that, like another couple. If you're that couple listening and you're local and you want to talk. Shoot us a message. Yeah, let us know. Even if you're not local, I'd love to just talk <laughs> to you. Because um, it'd be interesting to have some different perspectives around that topic. Sure. Because it is a huge shift, and I feel like it's not one that's talked about quite as much as others. Like, there's the shift into parenthood, but then the shift, not necessarily out of parenthood, because you never really stop being a parent. No. But the shift out of that more active range of parenthood mm-hmm. um, is interesting. Yep, I agree. 
All right. So for me, um, the what relationship goal you have for 2024, I think my relationship goal is going to be to continue working through a lot of the couples work that we do on retreats, but in my own relationship. And one thing that we started doing last year that I'd like to carry forward is having date night still once a week, but then having an additional evening where it's less of a fun date night and more of a let's like sit down and work through one of the worksheets or go through some of the skills. And so I'd like to keep doing that in 2024. So that's kind of a goal. I think other relationship goals outside of romantic relationships is to keep trying to find a balance between personal time at home and spending time with friends and family, doing stuff like on the weekends and traveling. You're not getting pulled as much in so many directions. Mm-hmm. It's a hard balance to find, especially coming out of the holiday season when you're feeling that so much. Yeah. Yeah, so those are some of mine. Um, and yeah, we'll see how we go. We'll get to review it next year. Yeah, in a year. And we do this again. <laughs> All right. You want to spin the wheel? Yeah. I got a three, so odd. So what have you learned about your body in the past year? Uh, well, I definitely think what I've learned about my body is how important kindness is and making small changes and uh, daily appreciations. That really helps my body to and my brain to be okay with my body and for everything to work together. Also focusing on yoga, so just movement and wellness and healing in a kind way for my body has been really helpful too. Nice. Five. You're going to nod one too. Okay. Um, what I've learned about my body in the past year, I think I've learned that it's okay to go through some natural shifts and ebbs and flows. I was thinking about this, that just the difference in what I'm wanting to do with my body and what I, like, my teaching style has really changed when I look at the, my, like, early 20s. It was a lot of really fast-paced, slowing things, and... I ha- I was having a tendency of looking at the teaching style that I have now and kind of like, oh, wow, I really lost my edge or whatever. And I just realizing that I'm teaching more in the way that I want to receive movement. And so I think having just that perspective shift of, you know, each year and as time goes by, you're going to cycle through different things of what your body wants and needs. And so that's okay. Um... I think another thing about my body that I'm still trying to learn is just my relationship between my personal relationship with my body and the way I'm trying to have other people perceive my body or what I'm doing to my body. I mean, I feel like that's an, always a constant back and forth. I never mm-hmm. know what I said. Some days are good days and some days are bad days. Are. So continuing to learn that as we move through. All right, rather than what sparks joy that you want to try in the new year? Mm-hmm. Oh, I should you know. I know it's supposed to be rapid fire and you're supposed to answer quickly with, with it. Yeah, I think that 
I really want to try more swimming activities. If you really like to do paddleboarding, um, where a good chunk of the time paddleboarding is spent actually off of the paddleboard and just swimming around and using it kind of as like a portable flotation device. <laughs> uh, so I'm really excited to do more of that in the new year. And I think that a big piece of joy that I'm hoping to step into is creating more spaces in my life that feel comfortable to me. Like I'm really excited about doing some home renovation stuff with the new house and finding more confidence in like, this is how I want my life to look like and helping it be okay like that. Mm -hmm. How about for you? Oh, what sparks joy for me when I train the new year? Oh, so something new. I'm say really want to spend more time in the mountains. I think I said earlier, I have done that a lot in the past and this year, not so much time in the mountains. Definitely want to get back to that. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything we necessarily want to add. We're talking about going to Germany in December next year. So that definitely sparks joy of a new adventure, someplace I haven't been. Maybe that's what I'm most excited about. Yeah, I think I'm also excited about some of the smaller family trips we have planned and and i'm excited to try new outdoorsy things in new locations mm -hmm. me too that'll be fun agreed cool all right well thank you so much for joining us mm -hmm. for season two episode one i guess it's not really episode one but the first episode for season two um and if you've been listening all of last year thank you so much and like I said at the top of this episode, he, one of my goals is to really grow the podcast. So if you could share this or fun, talk about it with a friend, it'd be awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. the word. And Happy New Year. Yes. Happy New Year. We wish you the best of luck with all your goals. And we'll catch you in our next one. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye.